This is Financial Viewpoints with Jeff Smith from The Retirement Smith. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jeff provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Financial Viewpoints with Jeff Smith. Welcome back to another episode of Financial Viewpoints with me, Jeff Smith, your host. Along with me, as always, is my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, but I just realized, Jeff, that typically before the show, we record the show a couple of days before it airs. Mm-hmm. And I realize that usually before the show, we do show prep and talk about what topic we're going to cover. <laughs> right. And today, instead of even bringing up a topic, we just ex- exchanged comedy movie lines and Chevy yes. Chase lines back and forth to each other. I mean, is there any better show prep than that, really? (laughs) No one can accuse us of not being prepared. So I'm going into this one cold, but uh, you have a wealth of financial knowledge. I'm just along for the ride. So that's that's a good thing, right? You usually have something you want to talk about. Yeah, usually. Usually. Today, uh, I want to talk about, you know, sort of financial behaviors, I guess, is kind of the, the overall topic, but really just getting started and and just how, you know, our behaviors, our financial behaviors are generational. And um, I just sort of wanted to kind of give some context to sort of why I do what I do. And um, so it, it might get a little serious here for a little bit. Uh-oh. But um, yeah, well, you know, I grew up in a small town. I grew up in a very, very small town and it was a mill town. It was a paper mill. What and, state? Um, Where? In upstate New York. Oh, okay. Sure. Yep. Near the Canadian border. And um, so not to be confused with the city, I, I, I'm actually closer here in Fredericksburg to New York City than where I grew up in New York. So it's not uh, not the city, but it, it was a small town and, you know, everybody worked at the mill. And uh, my grandparents were no different. Sure. Right. So my, my grandfather worked at the mill forever. After he got out of World War II, he went to work at the mill and did, you know, shift work. And uh, what kind of mill was it? What were they, they milling there? Talc? <laughs> yeah, for my head. They knew in advance <laughs> the, the enormous amount of talc that I, uh, that I, would, I would consume. No, seriously. Yeah, it was a paper mill. And yeah. they did really cool stuff, too. They did really really finished paper paper and um they were really good at what they did they ultimately got bought out by a swedish company but oh wow yeah but during the 70s and 80s and um you know my grandfather worked there he retired he and my grandmother um they they lived a few years past uh retirement and uh my grandfather unfortunately had a heart attack in the 80s in the late 80s and then my grandmother um she lived by herself for a little while, but she ended up having a stroke and, um, she actually came and stayed with, uh, my family for a few, few years before she passed away. And, and, um, it was difficult because, you know, she really couldn't, she wasn't mobile and she was, you know, when we got home from school, she was in a hospital bed, you know, and, and in the middle of our living room. And, um, you know, we were not really, I mean, we're kind of middle class. 
growing up and and they were they were just blue collar folks that never sure. really saved anything they really mm-hmm. just you know paycheck to paycheck and not really focused on anything in in real retirement back then the mill had a pension but they had right. no savings or anything like that but but they did have know, a pension and they had social security but yep yeah but to say that you know that they were good savers is is not an accurate statement you know, and I, right. and I, I, I saw that, you know, and it really impacted me because this is a very dignified woman who was sitting in my living room completely dependent um, because they didn't have the money to go to a nursing home or wow. to have skilled care. So my mom actually worked. So we had someone come in during the day, which M- Medicare kind of paid for, it was a minor amount, right? So it was, but my mom would come home and we would take care of her and, um, you know, and she, she did that went on for a few years and it was really impactful, uh, to me to see that. And, you know, my, my parents were not also, they were not really good savers and, um, you know, they scrapped, uh, my dad did the best he could and, you know, he got us all through school and hockey and all those things. And, um, but I, but I watched them struggle, you know, they struggled all their lives to try to put anything together. And, you know, um, even to this day, you know, my sisters and I, um, help support my mom, uh, after my dad passed away. And, um, so, and here I am a financial advisor, right? So, you know, the impact that that had on me was, you know, I never want to be put in that position. I don't want my clients to be put in that position because it's indignant. You know, these are proud yeah. people that worked their whole life uh, and had very little to show for it at the end. And, um, and you know, it, and, and a hard working generation, too. We're talking hard. about hard working, decent people who really uh, had physical labor jobs and to work 100%. hard all your life and mm-hmm. and to end up with nothing to show yeah. for it or very little. That's. That's, that's mm-hmm. heartbreaking. And that's so it many is. people, and, you know, still it in is. this country. Right? And my dad was one of nine, you know, my dad was one of nine dirt poor and he crawled out of poverty. You know I mean? Where he ended was way ahead of where he began and it still wasn't that much. You know, he, he worked two jobs most of the time and, um, you know, he, he, he did a lot to, to help instill things in, in my siblings and I, uh, about, you know, finances in general. And, uh, he was a credit manager for the mill. Um, and, uh, so he, he had an idea about what, what it took to be financially, you know, secure and independent. He just didn't have the income to support what it is that he wanted to do. And, um, anyway, I fast forward now and, you know, I have a 19 year old, um, and my kids, you know, both of them are so focused on working and saving. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it takes a generation or two uh, of awareness to promote this. And um, so I'm inviting everybody who listens that teach your kids, teach your grandkids, you know, focus on the importance of saving. Um, this is a such, you know, we, we've cycled through a few generations that have to have everything right this second. And um, it's tough because there's a lot of external pressures to keep up with the Joneses and, and you know, have the nicest of cars and the nicest of houses and, you know, and everything has to be, um, 
so uh you know immediate yeah that we you know amazon shows up uh right year, uh, year round instead you of want you, know, now. you want it now you want it when yeah now that's right and we're taught that right that's the society so, we live in now exactly but I, I you know i'm i'm you know i'm saying all that to say that my daughter has an investment account that she um is contributing to on a regular basis um while that's she's at awesome. school right and i know that the things that we're you know that i'm instilling in them will carry on beyond well beyond me um and these are principles that we probably learned, you know, you know, about three or four generations back had the same sort of eye for this right. kind of thing. Right. So they didn't buy anything with credit. They bought everything with cash. If they didn't have the cash. They didn't buy it. Right. And, um, you know, my daughter, you know, bought and paid for her own vehicle. Um, and she worked part time while she, you know, was at school. You know, I, I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this that. I don't know, you know, just the simple act of explaining and, and participating um, and showing um, the value of a dollar and, you know, teaching them what happens when you put it in the stock market or if you put it in, you know, an investment of some kind, um, what it can do. You know, and she's had some success and, um, you know, she's, uh, you know, relied on me to help her invest her money. And, you know, it's been fun. Uh, it's been a fun Thing for us to share we've been able to watch this together and you know and it uh it brings fulfillment to me yeah uh, well and, it, yeah as a parent of three uh young adults myself uh who are you know getting jobs i have one a senior in high school the other two in college um i'm i'm loving the fact that uh they're making a law that uh 401ks when people start uh now as part of the secure act they're automatically enrolled. Mm -hmm. So when you, you know, they're automatically going to take money out and put it in a 401k. Yeah. Uh, if you don't want that, you have to opt out. And I know how young people are when they get a new job, they're not mm -hmm. going to go in and spend the time and figure out how to opt out. Most of them yeah. or even realize it. they're just going to have money being put away in this account. And I love that forced savings, but mm -hmm. intentional savings is even better. Like you're talking right. about knowing Hey, you've got this much money and that has to go into, uh, you know, an account for your future. Right. Exactly. And I think that that's, you know, the old adage is you pay yourself first. Right. And, um, you know, what people, you know, typically it's a lack of insight to know that there's about a 20 plus years of post retirement that has to be accounted for. Um, yeah. and you know, I think just sometimes even longer. Right. Like my grandfather so, who lived to be 101. In fact, <laughs> he was active past his 101st birthday. My goodness. He bought a new camper when he was 100. <laughs> 100. Oh, and wow. he went camping when he was 101. Two months later, he passed away. Two months wow. before he died, he was at a campground in his new camper. It's incredible. Yeah. So how many years do you think he had to... Uh, Cover well, let's say financially he in retired, retirement, yeah, 65, four, four, 67 40 years, 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that think about having to replace and, and he probably may have had a pension and social security. Well, he was a know. farmer. So it, he, yeah. his pension oh. was that he just leased out his land and that, that was mailbox money. So, yep. um, yep. but very few people are in that situation. You know, very Correct. few people have, uh, farmland to lease after they retire mm -hmm. to use for income. 
and very few people have pensions, right? Yeah. That's well, why in, we need the savings. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, there are more there's more than one way to do it too. Oh yeah. And, I mean, there's great cash value insurance. Yeah. There's there's um mutual funds, stocks, bonds. I mean, there's a lot, you know, Roth IRAs, IRAs, yeah. 401ks. There are a lot of options out there. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing, right? So, right. you know, I, I, you know, I use this analogy, right? So, um, before COVID hit, you know, my son was, uh, you know, he, he's a lifter and, uh, oh. both my kids, my, my daughter is a CrossFitter and she does, uh, Olympic lifting. And my son was, a uh, a state champion in when he was 13 for, for Olympic lifting. Wow. Yeah. He, he's quite, he's a strong kid. And, um, Oh, they both, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> well, again, you know, I, I, you know, I'm that dad that, you know, if they show a remote interest, I'd throw everything at them, you know, to try to help them. Yeah. And um, my mom and dad did that for me too. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, he, you know, my son, uh, my son's trainer moved on from the place that we were going to, and we never really could connect with a different, uh, coach, um, that we felt super comfortable with. So I started building out my garage and I turned it into a gym and, um, I promise this will have a point. Um, here's an and, idea. Here's an yeah. idea for you. Here's when you a, tell a story. Here's an idea for you, Jeff. When you tell a story, have a point. I try to have a point. <laughs> all right, little planes, trains, and automobiles. I That's couldn't right. resist. That's an old Don and Mike for all of our listeners yes. here in in this area. That's an old Don and Mike uh, clip that they yep. used to play all the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I built this garage gym out, and it was just the it's basically a CrossFit gym, um, six hundred pounds of weight, squat rack, the whole the whole nine, right? And so you know, I built all this stuff with the idea that they'd use it. Right. And I mean, well, I, yeah. I, I mean, well, I participated. Yeah. Right. But it's really up to them. Right. At the end of the day, I'm not going to be like, all right, it's gym time. You know, you can, you, you can spend tens of thousands of dollars on a Peloton and late weightlifting mm -hmm. equipment. Uh, but there's a fine line between uh, really uh, high quality exercise equipment and a clothes rack. Exactly. <laughs> a very I mean, because we have we have a uh, treadmill in our house. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure I could see the treadmill again if I moved all the clothes that have been <laughs> and blankets that have been hung on the thing, you know. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's multipurpose, you know. I tell everyone, hey, I'd use that treadmill if it, but it's covered in junk, <laughs> right? I mean, it's covered, you know. Exactly. If I used it, where would we put all the blankets and extra clothing? <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Where would we put otherwise. those 10 boxes you've piled on right. the tread? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you know where everything is at that point. Yeah. But the, the whole, my whole point is that, you know, sometimes when we have so many options, it can be overwhelming. And yeah. the reality is that you just have, to, you have to do it. You just have to get out there and do it. And, and that's kind of my message today is that there are so many options. Now, obviously you want to be optimal and you want to gear it towards what it is that your goals are and what you're trying to accomplish. So certainly I wouldn't, you know, you know, if someone's a long distance runner, you know, they're less concerned about squatting 400 pounds. You know what I mean? But So a squat rack might not be, you know, the best thing for a runner, but, you know, your goals matter. And, um, you know, this, you know, the age that we're in, there's no excuse 
uh, for not finding something to sort of invest in, right? There, there's a bunch of, you know, back in the day it was, you had a pension, you worked and then you took your pension. Right. That was it. You know, you could maybe put some money in the savings account and, you know, maybe have an investment account. Uh, but it, it wasn't as commonplace as it is today. There's, you can't watch, um, any golf or tennis or, or basically any sporting event without getting inundated with, you know, financial, financial. planning options. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Companies yeah. and life insurance companies and, you know, everybody is, you know, it's, it's there. You just have to pick up the phone really. And, right. You know, so, you but know, but it also has re- gotten more complicated. I mean, it was much easier in the past. I don't think in the 50s and 60s, people necessarily needed a financial advisor because Mm -hmm. of the way the system worked and the tax laws. The tax laws have gotten so complex and there Mm -hmm. are so many different investment options. The markets have gotten uh, complex on what makes them tick and how they work and employer sponsored plans, what's available and what isn't. so mm-hmm. one mistake could derail your entire retirement at this point. Yeah. You have to work with a financial planner, a financial advisor like yourself, a, a professional mm-hmm. who you can trust, right? It definitely helps. And, you know, I, I'm bringing this because I'm, I'm actually speaking at a, at a vocational school tomorrow about the importance of, of investing. So it was kind of on my, on my mind already to, of what we're going to talk about. So, you know, you know, when you're 20, you don't, you're thinking about fast cars and you know, whatever, you know, you're not necessarily focused on that, but it, there's never a better time, uh, than to do it then, you know, to start then, um, because the, the biggest thing that you have going for you is your age. You have so much time yeah. and you know, you're, you're, you're able to, to absorb more risk when you're younger because you have more time to recover. And, um, you know, the, the, you know, there's a sweet spot where you start making money, um, and you have time, right? So you want to intersect that and you certainly don't want to start when you're 50. I mean, obviously if you haven't start now, you know what I mean? Start yesterday, as soon as you possibly can, um, start, just do something. And, um, it's vital that we, um, we get that message out to people that, um, you know, obviously I would love for people to work with me, but even if you don't, just do something with it. Do something right. with that money. Work Don't... with somebody, though, that knows <clears throat> that's going to take that holistic approach and look at all the different options. They're not going to tr- just try to shoehorn you into one option. They're not just there to sell your insurance. They're not just there to get you mm-hmm. to invest in the market or they're not just there, uh, you know, as a broker. But somebody who is a financial advisor who's going to look at your personal situation and say, well, this is the best tool in your situation, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. For me personally, I put a significant amount in uh, cash value life insurance, um, and I do have um, uh, quite a bit in the stock market as well. Sure. Uh, but just being well-rounded. Um, that balance that, is important. Yeah. And so, you've got some tax-free money there through the insurance mm-hmm. uh, products, and then you have... Uh, some growth there in the stock market and yep. you have an emergency fund. I mean, there's all these different buckets, right? Yeah, that's right. And, you know, uh, you know, for a long time, it's not like, um, I, you know, I didn't have an awful lot starting out, you know what I mean? But right. 
I made the commitment that it was more important for me uh, long term um, to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak, and make sure that I, you know, what I'm saying lines up with what I'm doing. And, um, and it's really rubbed off on my kids, you know, I mean, the ability for them to like, they don't have to, we didn't, you know, my, my wife and I weren't like, you guys have to go out and get a job. You know, we weren't always, we were, were never really focused on them necessarily working. They just sort of caught it. They caught the desire yeah, yeah. to have some independence. And, um, along with that, uh, they needed some direction and some guidance on where to put it. That's a good point though. You really need to, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, you've come a long way and you have to be committed to the job and, uh, you also have to be committed to your overall financial plan. Now we're almost out of time. So wow. let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to get a plan in place. Sure. Uh, the number to call is 540-371-9777. Or you can go to our website, which is theretirementsmith.com. You go there and you can click on some links and um, download our our forms to fill out and to get some further information. You know, and I want to just go back to that, the second story, which was, I decided, you know, and there's for a multitude of reasons, but one was I wanted more for my life. And I remember after cashing out my 401k, which I don't advise anybody to do just to be clear, but I did it when I was young, I was in my early twenties. And when I started this firm, I had $2,300 to my name. And, um, that's what I mean by starting wow. out with, yeah. with nothing. Yeah. So, um, and you know, thank God, um, you know, there were some really slim you know, mac and cheese nights is what I call it. There was a lot sure. of mac and cheese nights in those first five years. Um, and, but the importance that I felt, uh, after, you know, watching my grandmother sit in our living room for years was that I didn't want to end up that way. I didn't want to end up in a situation where I was dependent on my kids, dependent on anything. Um, not that, you know, is, you know, your family wants to take care of you and they want to help out where they can, but you know, there's, there's an important part of, of our responsibility and that is to take care of, you know, ourselves and other people. And, um, it starts by being mindful and being yes. aware that, you know, putting money away, uh, for a later day is valuable. And it, that is something that is very American. You know what I mean? That is something that's been through generation and generation. We have this standard of living because of generations past. And, you know, the one thing that, you know, sticks out to me, especially during the great depression and, you know, so many lessons were learned in that. And, um, true. you know, we're in a time where the economy is, is not stable. Um, you know, jobs are important. Um, the market's important. Um, but we have to make sure that we have, you know, our needs met, and it starts by taking personal responsibility. And I just invite everybody to not only take care of themselves, but pass that along. Show, model it, model that to your kids, model that to your grandkids, show them the importance of it and um, get them started. You know, get them excited about it because it makes a world of difference when, you know, to have that comfort and that uh, the power to know that you're going to be good down the road because of the actions that you take today. So yeah. it's important. 
It is. It's very important. And that's a great note to end the show on. It's been a good one. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financial Viewpoints with our host, Jeff Smith. Thank you for listening to Financial Viewpoints. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Smith at The Retirement Smith. Call 540-371-9777 or visit them online at theretirementsmith.com. Advisory services are offered through The Retirement Smith LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Virginia. Insurance products are offered through The Insurance Smith, an affiliated company. Jeff Smith and The Retirement Smith are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.